Today's daf is daf Tesvav, page 16, in Mesechus Beitza, and we're up to Amar Rebbe Avahu, and uh, it was Mamish, Mamish Beauty, how uh, we left off the last piece of Gemara described, how kol mezaynaysav shal adam, kvutsinlay, all of a, a person's designers, how a person's year is going to go, is set up between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. We mamish learned that going into Yom Kippur, and we're coming out of that, out of Yom Kippur, and we're going to keep on this topic for a little bit. We're going to talk about the um, reality of Yom Kippur being the day where a person's parnasa is established. Here we go. Five lines from the top of Tes Zion, Omud Aleph. Here we go. Om Rebbevo, says, my kara, prove it. Yeah, prove it. Where's your pasuk? That says that a person's sustenance is set aside and decided, established from Rosh Hashanah. You should blow the shoifer when? By the month. At the set time, on the, on the day of the Chag. Which Chag is the Shaifer blown on? Rosh Hashanah. Where do you have a month? Or I'm sorry, where do you have a Chag, a Yomtev? That the moon is like covered. It's small. Most month, most Yomtevim are right smack in the middle of the month. Right? Where do you have a month where it's Mamish at its renewal? It's a Chag Yisrael, a Mishbat how do you know that chayk is established as a as mezainus, as a person's food, as a person's sustenance? They ate their chukam. Chayk, we know it as a decree. A decree is something that's um, boxed in. Okay, it's something that is established and not to be messed with. Over here. It's discussing the chukam, what Paro decreed, the set amount, the set ration that each person is going to get. Marzutra, so, so therefore you see the connection between chayk and sustenance. Marzutra, hatrifeni lechem chuki. Hatrifeni lechem chuki means give, uh, give me some bread. Okay, so you see from that pasuk as well, the word chayk connects to food. And therefore, when we say, ki chayk v'yisrael hu, mishpat but we should know when we're saying that pasuk is to have in mind the um, the sustenance, the parnasa, the food that a person is going to be able to have for the year. All right. Tani, we learned today. Every day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he would eat lekavet shabbos. Matzah beimanayev. He came across a beautiful animal. I merzul shabbos. Ah. Zulu Shabbos, Motzah Acheres, not. Amen. If he if he saw a more beautiful animal during the week, he would t- leave the more beautiful one for Shabbos and take the original one and eat it on Tuesday. Avol Hillel Azaki Mida Acheres Haisilai. Hillel used to do something different. Shakol Maisim L'Shem Shamayim. All of his Maisim were L'Shem Shamayim, and Hillel would not set things aside for Shabbos. If he came across food, he ate it. Shenemar Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom. Yeah, thank Hashem every day. Hashem sends me something, I'm going to use it today. And on Friday, he got ready for Shabbos. Tanem Yachi. We learned to the Brisa similarly. 
Beishama Yomrim, Mechad Shavich Lishabosich. Already from Chad, already from day number one, Sunday, you should already start thinking about Shabbos, Besol Yomrim, Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom, and Besol says, Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom. Okay? Now, both are agreeing, both are agreeing to take the most special things and have it covered Shabbos. Everybody agrees to that. Okay? But there's different levels of, uh, different approach, different levels of Amunah Bitochim that people should have when it comes to, um, when it comes to um, their, their Parnassah. Some people take what's in front of them and they have the Amunah Bitochim to save other people. It's a different approach. It seems that Hillel's approach is valid and Shammai's approach is valid. It, uh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. As, uh, you know, Elu Ve'elu Dirbalikim Chaim as long as it's done with a desire to connect to the Rebbeinu Shalom. Okay. Now there's a Misa with her Baron Cutler, famous Misa. When he was sick in the hospital, he wasn't allowed to have anything. And one of his Talmidim, he was very dry and parched, and they weren't, they weren't, um, they weren't even allowing him to have ice chips. So one of the Talmidim wanted him to have a, brought in a lollipop for him to like wet his tongue or something. Some ice like that. And um, he gave it to Rabaran and they asked the, the resident doctor if it's allowed, uh, if he's allowed to have it. And he said, yeah, just a little bit of sugar. It's okay if he licks it. And it was a Thursday and Rabaran, Rabaran uh, as dry as he was, he said, if, I'm, if this is what I'm allowed to have, this is what doctors tell me to have, I want to look up at Shabbos. Might as well save it and take a lick, uh, take a lick on Shabbos. The mice of the story ends that on Friday the regular doctor came back and he told them if he would have licked it, he would have had a lot of tzaras. It would have uh, been very dangerous for him. And uh, his saving of Lakava Shabbos, the saving the life of Lakava Shabbos, turned out to be uh, a, uh, a a life saving decision for him. When a person gives a matana to his friend, you don't have to let him know. Okay? As it says, Maisha didn't know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him this beautiful gift of his face being lit up. Here it is. Maisha had this beautiful shine coming out of his face, and he didn't know. He wasn't aware. So you see, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him this matana, and you could give somebody a present even though he's not going to be aware where it's from. Maybe that's a challenging question. So that it be known that I am Hashem who sanctified you. I have a delicious and beautiful present inside my storehouse. And what is this present called? Yeah, what is this Gavaldika present? V'shabbos Shema. This amazing present is called Shabbos. My name is didn't you saw? I want to give it to Klai Yisrael. Leich v'idiyah some Go, let them know. I have this beautiful present to give them. Mikan Amr of Shem Ben Gamliel. From here of Shem Gamliel says, A nice and past Latinoik. If you give bread to a child, Tzorich lo'idiyah alima. You got to tell the mother. It's important for people to know that you're taking care of them. So we have a contradiction. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives a present to Maisha. Maisha doesn't know. And then he gives a present to Klai Yisrael. And he says... Make sure, make sure that they know, says the Gemara, like Kasha. There's no question. There's no contradiction over here. There's no question over here. When it's a matana that ultimately is going to be known anyway, so then you don't need to tell the person. 
You hear this? Maisha Rabbeinu. People look at him. They're going to see him. Hey, Maisha. Maisha, you got, a, you got a, a shining face. You're going to say, oh, really? I don't know where that came from. Oh, it's a present from Hashem. So he'll know anyway. Then, it's, then you don't need to let them know. Because they'll find out. You don't, you don't need to let them know now. But a matana that's not going to ultimately become known unless you tell them about it. So it's proper. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? Doesn't it talk about Shabbos in the Torah? If Maisha wouldn't told Kal Yisrael, they're not going to know about Shabbos. Shabbos nami matana davidi legluyei. Of course, Kal Yisrael is going to know about Shabbos. And for the Gemara, the Gemara says, last step, matan schara layavida legluyei. Yeah, the mitzvah of Shabbos will be known, but the beauty and the schar of Shabbos that people aren't going to know, right? The schar that a person gets from mitzvahs is not going to be known. And therefore, the, the reward, the schar, the, that, 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 what Kali Yisrael is going to gain from Shabbos, that is what Hashem instructed Moshe to go and share with them. We come out with a very, a, a lot of important messages, but particularly the Gemara's original question was, Concerning a gift. If you're going to give a gift to somebody, do you have to let them know? And the Gemara seems to say, yes. You should not give an anonymous gift. You know why? Because if you have an opportunity to let somebody know that you care about them and that you're there for them, show it to them. Tell them. Don't stay anonymous. It's a big, it, it, it's a big loss. Sometimes it's not, the Gemara says, oh, it's not good to stay anonymous. It's good. Good to let people know. Have a relationship. It's a good tzach. But you don't have to tell them right away. You can give it to somebody as long as you tell them at a later date. Right? That's what happened with Maisha Rabbeinu. Hashem gave it to Maisha. Maisha is going to find out later. That's okay. But it's important to not give up that opportunity. All right. Two dots. We are now five lines from into the wide lines on Tesla and Amaral. Omar Mar. The Tana taught us. learned out from our Brysom. A person who gives bread to a child, you do a kid a favor, tell the mother. Says the Gemara, my Abedle, yeah. Um, how do you let the parents know? Yeah, you give him something on his, his body and you make them look nice. Okay? But it's letting us know, okay? Now, what the Mepharshim here point out is, what's this idea? Apparently, that process is just showing that somebody cares about their child. Because when you put oil on the body, the child's going to come home, and the parent will see that somebody else took care of their kid. If you give a kid bread, and the kid eats it, the parent's never going to know. So at least, says Rav Shimon Gamliel, do something that's going to last till the child gets home. To the parents know there's other people out there worrying about their child. Says the Gemara, but nowadays where we're concerned about rich craft, people are going to say, hey, this is weird. Okay? And we would say in our day and age where there's no witchcraft, right? You start anointing oil on a kid, parents are going to be freaked out. Right? That's not appropriate. You don't start doing that. My kid comes home from somebody else's house and they put makeup on my kid. Excuse me, right? So, what well, the Gemara says, no, Samai. So, what else could be done? What are some other ideas? Um, you should, oh, you know what it means? It means rub it in. 
rubbing the type, but here what it means is give a little bit of extra food to the child and you could tell the child to bring it home. So if you give the, feed the kid pizza for lunch and you want the parents to know, yeah, the kid's playing in your house with your child. They're having a play date. All right? And then you feed the, the kid lunch. Send home a little piece of extra pizza you know, in the, in the bag. The parents should be aware that, uh, that the child had pizza. Okay. It's between me and Klai Yisrael a sign forever. So, one second. If it's a private mitzvah that the Goyim don't know the halachas about. So why are they punished for keeping Shabbos? How are they expected to be aware that they shouldn't keep Shabbos? Right? Shabbos, a guy is not allowed to keep Shabbos. Why not? Why can't the guy keep Shabbos? Because Shabbos is a private meeting. If you're having a meeting with your wife, you're having a meeting with a business partner, you're having a private meeting with somebody. Other people are standing right next to you, looking at you, seeing what you ordered. You know what I mean? What's your business? Go away. Right? Shabbos, particularly, is a time for Klai Yisrael and Rabbi Yisrael. But how are, if we don't teach this, how are Goyim supposed to know? Shabbos, I do. I do. Says the Gemara. This part, Hashem lets them know. Matan But the reward for Shabbos is kept private. Even you say more you want, you could say Even the reward is known. But the fact that there's an Ishami Yasera on Shabbos, that element we don't let the we, we don't publicize. We don't let it be known to people who are not Jewish. gives an to a person on Arab Shabbos and a Mati Shabbos. That Neshama Yaseira leaves Shanamar Shabbas Vayinofash. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shabbas rested Vayinofash. The less the, the the word Nefesh, right? It literally means that um, it, it rested. But you see the word Nefesh. Kivon Shabbas Vay of the Nefesh. One Shabbos is done. Oivei the Neshama Yaseira leaves. Okay, and this Neshama Yaseira comes to Yidden in a private way. Period. And of that beautiful, beautiful Gemara. Okay. Gewaldic. Two dots. About halfway down in the wide lines on Test Zion Amud Aleph. Let's go back to our Mishnah in the beginning of the parak. I saw them of Yomtif. We said that even though you're not allowed to cook from Yomtif to Shabbos, you're allowed to make Erev Tavshilan, which permits a person. To cook. It seems that you need a cooked dish for Erev Tavshilin, but a baked dish ain't gonna work. Like bread. Why not bread? If you need something that usually goes along with bread. Okay, meaning you can't just have, maybe for Erev Tavshilin, it's not enough to just have main foods. Maybe the way to show what the, the addition that we're doing is you gotta even have the dips. You know, you gotta even have uh, the side dishes. 
and bread is not lefes. Bread is not a, a secondary food; it's an ikar food. Maybe that's the reason. No, but daisanami lemelafta. Yeah, you have daisa, which is which is usually rice, various grains that it's not eaten with bread, and still the Omar of Zera, honey bavloi tivshoi, dochli nami nama benama. They're they're the bavloi tivshoi, the foolish people of Babel. Eat bread with bread. They, uh, they, they make an Erev with Daisa. So you see that it, even the Daisa, even the grains or the rice, whatever it is, is allowed to be used for Erev Tavshilin. So you see for Erev Tavshilin, you don't need something that's eaten along with bread. It could even be something that's eaten on its own. So we're back to our question. Why, in the original statement, did Abaye say you can only use cooked things that are eaten with bread for Erev Tavshilin, but you can't use bread itself? The same way I can use daisa, I should be allowed to use bread. That's the Gemara's question. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, You know what you need for Erev Tavshilin? Something that's not shchiach, something that's not common. And pas is common. Bread is common. Okay? V'daisa la'ishchicha. But daisa is not shchiach. Now, what does it make a difference if the food is common or not common? Just because bread is common, that means I can't use the very of tavshila? The answer is, according to the Gemara at this step, yes. You know why? Because what the Gemara is thinking right now is that to be an valid Erev tavshilin, we need it to be a food that's noticeable for Shabbos. Bread is not noticeable. People eat bread every meal. So it should be a type of thing that's a Shabbos dikka food. Yeah? Something that accompanies bread. Yeah, a special type of thing that accompanies bread. That's what. Ikadami. There are those say a, a different uh, approach. Uh, same statement. That has, says it has to be cooked. It can't be bread. My time, why can't it be bread? If because you need something that's not shchiach, it has to be noticeable for Shabbos. Upa shchicha, pas is too common, and that's why you can't use it. I have a daisa leshchicha. Daisa is not common. There's still an opinion. You can't use you can't use dice. You can't use these grains. You see, it has nothing to do with whether it's noticeable for Shabbos or not. Ella, rather midi de malafes inon. You need something that's secondary to bread. Upas malafta. And pas itself is the ikr. The daisa nami lemelafta. Um, and the daisa, this porridge, this cream of wheat, this rice dish or grain dish, um, is on its own. The Yomar of Zera, Rav Zera says, Hani nama nama. Okay? And therefore, according to this ikad amri, rice actually will not allowed to be used for, um, will not allowed to be used for Erev Tavshilam, the same way bread is not permitted to be used for Erev Tavshil. Okay. Tani Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia taught us. Six lines from the bottom of the page. Adoshim Shabishulei Kedera. Lentils that sit at the bottom of the pot. Says Rashi, leftovers. Leftovers. Yeah, you make a lentil soup, a lentil dish. Very often you have food that falls to the bottom. Okay? A person can take his leftovers sitting at the bottom of his lentil soup, the lentils, and he could say that uh, uh, this is going to be left 
for Erev Tavshil. Says the Gemara, Bahani Mili Dislu Kazayas. As long as there's a Kazayas left. Okay? Fine. Now, what's the Chiddush over here? What do you think the Chiddush is? The Chiddush here is of Rebchia that when we set aside Erev Tavshilim, the cooked dish, it doesn't need to be anything fancy. It doesn't be anything fancy. It could be uh, even a piece of leftovers. Okay? You have, you're cooking a soup for Yomtif, and there's very often lentils that slip to the bottom of the soup, and you poured out the soup, there's some lentils left on bottom. You could scoop those lentils up, even if it's, you know, it's not, you didn't have any particular intent at the time. Just scoop that up, and uh, there's going to be my cooked dish for Erev Tavshilin. Erev Tavshilin, he's telling us, doesn't need any choshava, you know, doesn't need to be uh, something particularly fancy. Okay. As long as there's a kezayis, which is fit to be eaten, it's considered achila. Amar of Yisad, Breder of Yehuda. Shamnunis she'algabe hasakin gairei. You could take the shamnunis, the fats, that sit on top of a knife. V'say mechalav mishum erev tavshilin. V'hanimili disbu kezayis. All right? So, if anybody here lives with any sort of health junkies, who tell you not to eat any fats, you can say, I have a raya from the Gemara, the fats are meant to be eaten. Yeah? You take the fats of the knife, and you scrape it off, it's kosher for Erev Tavshilin, it's considered achil. Gavalik. All right. Uh, gala. Is that gala? Right? Is the, that, that gel? All right. Amr Ravasi, Amr Rav. Ravasi says in the name of Rav, dogim kitanim meluchim, little pieces of salted fish, herring. There's no Bishul Akum issue. Okay? There's no Bishul Akum. Now, this is important. Let's get into Bishul Akum for a little bit. A guy is not allowed to cook something on behalf of a Yisrael. A Yisrael needs to take part in the cooking process. Now, this is only true with food that is Roy Lashochan Malachim. It has to be a Chashiva food. Okay, that's fit to be served on a king's table. And it also is only a problem if it's a food that can't be eaten raw. All right, so for example, there's an interesting current day shaila, which different, there's a chiluki in days. Let's say, could, could, could a non-Jewish custodian fill up a shoal's urn with water? Or is it bishul akum? Yeah, it's mutter, there's no problem. Why? Because water is not a fancy food. That's Eilah Shochem Alachim. It's Tam, it's Tamazach. There's no problem. Okay? It's only a problem by Choshiva food. That Eilah Shochem Alachim. Also, water doesn't need to be hot. It could even be drunk cold. There's, what about potatoes? I'm smiling for a reason. What about potatoes? You think kings eat mashed potatoes with their steak? I think so. That or French fries, it depends how fancy you serve it. If you give a little serving, then it's fancy. That's how it works. If you give a lot of mashed potatoes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, has to be a cute, a cute little scoop shaped like a flower. Yeah, if it's a cute little scoop shaped like a flower, oh, then, then we can serve it. What about potato chips? You think kings are eating potato chips? Is that a royal food? If you have 
a, a business meeting with Chashiva people. Are you serving potato chips? No. Right? You might sit down to a nice meal with mashed potatoes. You're not serving potato chips. There's a machoikas amongst the current day different kashras agencies um, whether potato chips are a problem of bishul akum. Okay? That's the problem of bishul akum. The OU is of the opinion, Rabbi Yisrael Belsky is of the opinion, Zechariah uh, Labracha, that once the potato is scraped into a potato chip, there's no problem. And therefore, Lay's potato chips has an OU, but it's, they're not makbid on Bishal Akum. It is Bishal Akum. But the OU holds that for potato chips, there's no problem with Bishal Akum. Because potato chips isn't a chash of a food. There are other paiskim that say, listen, a potato is and therefore it needs to be Bishal Yisrael. You need a yid who turns on the fire or takes part in the cooking process. Okay? So it's just interesting to note, to keep this in mind, these various halachas really, um, especially if somebody has non-Jewish help around the house, it's very important to become well-versed in these halachas of Vishal Akam. All right. But says Ravasi Amarav, a little salted fish that doesn't need to be cooked could be eaten raw, beseder. There's no problem. Amar Yosef says, Dimtzala Nachri, let's say a Nachri roasts them, you're allowed to be saimich on it for Erub Tavshilin. Yeah. Why? There's no problem with Shalakim. It's still edible. However, we have Dinu Nachri Kasa de Harsana Aser. However, if the Nachri changed it around and he started making fried, small, salty fish, then it's going to be Aser. Because he now made it a breaded fish and it's a problem. It says more of Pshita. Of course it's us, it's Vishalakum. He cooked, he, he, you know, he, he cooked the breading, right? So it's a problem. Says Gemara, no, Mahu, the Tema, I would have thought to say, we now turn to the top of Tezayan, Amud Beis, Harsana Iker, that listen, the main piece is the fish. It's not the breading, it's the fish. So who cares if the guy cooked it, Kamash Malan, Kimcha Iker. The breading around it is Iker, which by the way, think about it, gives us a lot of uh, insight into what he would hold as to what bracha you make on fried fish. Right? He's going to say that on fried fish, if the ikr is the breading, you're going to make a mezainus or a hamaitzi, depending on what you bread it with. Okay. That's the question. Do you need a kezayis? Everybody uh, relying on the seir of tafshilin? Or one kezayis is enough. Tashma, Dhamma, Ravab, Amarab, Eruv, Tavshilin, Tzricha, Kezayis, Bein, Le'echer, Bein, Le'meyah. And Eruv, Tavshilin only needs one kezayis for everybody. Okay. So now we learned in the Mishnah, if you eat the Eruv or it got lost, it didn't make it all the way till Shabbos. Right? Officially, ideally, you're supposed to leave it till Shabbos. If, let's say, it was eaten or lost prior to Shabbos, so, you can't lechatchila cook relying on it. Shear me koshu, but if there's even the smallest amount, Simon love the Shabbos. My koshu, what does it mean the smallest amount? Lava fagav like a kezayis. Don't you see that even if there's less than a kezayis, it could be a kosher Arab? So we're going back to our question. Ravava says that Arab tavshilin zricha kezayis. One second. We learned that as long as there's the smallest amount, if you lose your Arab or it's eaten, even the smallest amount is still okay. 
Yes, you see, Erev Tabshilin doesn't eat kazayas. Says the Gemara, Light, this book kazayas. Masho means at least a kazayas. All right, no, gesundheit. All right, you wiggled out. You wiggled out. Now, you could have a problem with this. Because what does Mashahu mean? A little bit, yeah? So here's, here's the, the lumdus over here. I'm sure many of us have been in situations with children. They remember whatever they want to remember. Okay? And therefore, you got to be very careful with, uh, with what we say to kids. Sometimes you'll say to kids, I'll be there in a minute. Meaning, I'll be there in five minutes. Right? Or there's a, they, they have a joke about um, a guy who's running late to the shul dinner. The shul's making a dinner. And his wife's still upstairs doing her makeup. And he says, honey, come on, we're late. And she says, would you stop bothering me already? I've been telling you for the last half hour, I'll be ready in five minutes. All right, no, that's, uh, all right, that's how it works. That's how it works, yeah? So when you say a koshu, what do you mean when you tell a kid you can have a little bit of something? Vosmeint us. I can't see who this is. Vosmeint, a little bit. A little bit can mean, right? You can give a kid a little bit, bit, bit. No, mashu can mean what's expected, right? The least of what's expected. Says the Gemara. If the minimum shear is a kazayas, you can use the word mashahu. Because the word mashahu means a little bit about a, the least about what's expected within the statement. Okay. In other words, because not in other words, but an Arab tafshila needs to be uh, achila. Right? Achila is a kazayas. So mashu means the smallest shear, kazayas. Tashmakam and listen. Tafshil zed sleep. Tafshil means roasted. Bafilu kavosh And it can even be pickled. Kavosh, um, uh, kavosh is pickled. Sholok is uh, cooked very well in liquid. Umevushul, or regularly cooked. The kalayis is found in shenosan al-chamer yomtiv. And this Spanish mackerel that a person cooks in a very light way by, uh, it's not a usual cooking process, but the way you cook it is you just pour hot water on top of it. Chilasa v'saifa in lehemshir. There's no particular for the beginning of the end. There's no particular um, measurement, okay? Because it's cooked as soon as you pour the hot water. My love, ain't like sheer cloud. Doesn't it mean that it could even be the most minimal amount, not for cooking, but even of food? It's letting me know that there's no maximum amount for the Arab Tafshilin, but there is a minimum amount, which would be the size of a kezayis. Amr Ravuna Marav. Ravuna says, Ne'am Marav, Yeruvi Tavshilin, Shichin Das. Eruv Tavshilin needs Das. You have to know. You can't just have a cooked food and then you never intended for it to be an Eruv Tavshilin. You're like, oh, but I cooked food. Pshita. Das mini achvinam. Of course. Yeah, das is what makes it an Eruv. Right? None of us would have thought that by merely cooking an egg before Yom Tif and not intending for it to be an Eruv Tavshilin, it should be valid. Says the Gemara, therefore, do we need the das of the person who it's being done on behalf of or not? Okay? Meaning, here's the question. We know Erev Tavshila needs das to be Erev Tavshila. But does it need to be the das of the one who it's being done for? 
Okay? Let's say I know that the Millers are running late for Yom Tif. I can't get hold of you. Rabbi Yehla, I can't get hold of you. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a Nerev Tavshilin for the Millers. This way, when they run in right before Yom Tif, in case they forget, I made a Nerev Tavshilin for them. Is that okay? Says the Gemara Toshma, come and listen. Davua the Shmuel, the father of Shmuel Ma'ari Bakula de Nardoho. He made Erev Tavshilim for the entire city of Nardoho. Ravami Bravasi Ma'ari Bakula Tuverio. Ravami Bravasi made Erev Tavshilim for everybody who lived in Tuverio. Machrez of Yaakov Aridi. Rabbi Yaakov Aridi made an announcement. Mishlain Yaakov Rabbi Tavshilim Yav of Yismachal Shali. If anybody forgot to make an Erev Tavshilim, come use mine. So you see, it doesn't need the das. It doesn't need the das, yeah? You can have one person who does it for many, many people. Okay. But Adkama, how far does that work? Can I stand at home? Can I stand by my kitchen sink at home and say, I'm making an air of tafshilin for everybody in China? Oh, come on, the board of directors. The board of directors, especially in our show. Yeah? Okay? Yeah, I hear you. Um, so there has to be at least, I don't know if you need to be a leader. So let's see. It says the Gemara, Ad Kama, how far are you allowed to make an ear of Tavshil? And what type of people? Anybody living within that Tchum Shabbos, it's going to be valid for. Somebody who lives outside of the Tchum um, cannot, rely, uh, cannot rely on the Erev Tavshil. Samya story. There was a Samya. Somebody was a Suma. Somebody was blind. Who would teach Brysus in front of Shmuel. Shmuel saw this blind Tana uh, not Tana, Shmuel's Amirif, this blind person from the times of Amiram was very sad. Omar Leh, Shmuel says, Amayat Sirtas, what are you sad about? Omar Leh, La Yisibi, Erubi Tavshilim. I forgot to make an Erev Tavshilim. I'm not going to have yeah, good Gishmaka food for Shabbos. Omar Leh, Sumai you could rely on my Erev Tavshilim. The Shana, the next year, Chazi Dava Otiv. He saw that this blind person was sad. Omar lay amayetzivas. Why you sad? Omar lay lo yisiviruv tavshilin. Omar lay peshaya at. You are now negligent. You did it more than once. Yeah, you're not being careful with this mitzvah, and therefore lekule al mashari. My erev tavshilin is beseder for everyone else. Ledidach aser. But for you, you cannot rely on this. Fascinating qualification to when you can rely on somebody else's Erev Tavshilin. Okay? You cannot rely on someone else's Erev Tavshilin if you yourself were negligent due to, uh, you know, due to one's uh, laziness. Tanarabon the rabbis don't associate Yom Tav Shechal Yais Be'er Shabbos. When Yom Tav falls out on Friday in my Arvin Lai Rubit Chumen, 
you're not allowed to make an Erov Tchumen, nor can you make an Erov Chatzerois. Rabbi Yomer, Rabbi says, you know, you can't make it on the Yomtev, because you're doing it for Shat. Rabbi says, We agree about Erov Chatzerois. I don't agree about Erov Tchumen. You know why? Because you are assering um, somebody from doing, by doing something that's also for him to do. Okay? He's not allowed to cook on Yom Tif for Shabbos. So, Tchum is a problem on Yom Tif and Shabbos. And therefore, you're allowed to make a Ruby Tchum. All right, say I'm sorry. Therefore, you cannot do a Ruby Tchum because you need it for Yom Tif as well. Yom Tif is caught up in that halacha. You can't ask somebody from doing something for Shabbos when it's mutter for them right now on Yom Tif, i.e. a Rubei Tchumen. A Rubei Tchum, I'm sorry, a Rubei Chatzerais is permitted on Yom Tif. A Tchum is a problem on Yom Tif. So Chatzerais, which is mutter on Yom Tif, you could make on Yom Tif. Tchum, which is Aser on Yom Tif, you're not allowed to make a Rubei Tchum on Yom Tif. Idbar, we learned, Rav Amar Lacha Ketanakama, Rav says, Lacha Ketanakama, that... You cannot make a Reuben on Yom Tif. Shmuel Amar Lachet Garebi. Shmuel says, Allah is like Rebbe, that you're allowed to make a Chatziris on Yom Tif because Chatziris is mutter on Yom Tif. They ask the question, searching for information. Halacha Kerebi Lekula Ay Lechumah. When he says Allah is like Rebbe Lekula, uh, is, is, he wanting, is he trying to follow the opinion of Rebbe because he wants to be lenient or to be strict? Now, Rebbe was the one who said that it's permitted to make a Reuben Chatziris on Yom Tif. Ask the Gemara, how would that be a Chumrah? Pshito de Lakula Kamar. He's certainly coming to be Mako. Says the Gemara, no, Mishum de Shalach Rabbi Lazar Lagaila. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar's halacha was sent to Golos, okay, was sent to the Chachamim in Bavel, sent off to Bavel to, to learn through his Psak. And he says that we should, you should not learn the Brisa the way. That you're teaching it in Galus and Bavel, that Rebbe Matir Vacham Maisrim, that Rebbe is the one who's lenient. Ella, rather, Rebbe Yisr Vacham Matir. Okay, Rebbe is one who asserts the Chamar being Mako. Therefore, the question is, my, what is the Alacha? Um, are, are we trying? Are we trying to understand the Brisa that Rebbe is being Mako, or are we trying to understand the Brisa that Rebbe is being Machmir? The Shaila again. We thought the question was, is Rebbe? Are we following Rebbe to be Mako or Machmer? We said, what do you mean? Rebbe's of course Mako. Says the Gemara, no, no, no. There's another version of Rebbe's opinion. According to the other version, Rebbe's Machmer. So the Shaila is, did we paskin like Rebbe because we want to be Mako? And therefore, according to the other version, which, Rebbe, which has Rebbe as a Chumrah, we don't paskin like Rebbe? Or do we paskin like Rebbe no matter what? And then you just got to figure out which version of his opinion is correct. Says Gemara Toshma, come and listen. gave a practical psak according to Shmuel. and Rab says that the first psak of being mekel over here it has caused a kilkel. Okay, it's caused the kilkel too many leniencies. If it makes sense, if you say that the, the kilkul is going to be leniency, kilkul means something bad happened, something, yeah, that the, it was a terrible psak. So if the, 
what's terrible about the psak? That you're too lenient and that's not the halacha? Hanukkah yes, that's not a, it's not a problem, right? You're, you're ruining halacha, you're going to make people do averis. Ella, Iyam, the Chumra, but if you say that the psak was following, um, was following Rebbe Le Chumra, Michael Kula Ika, what's the worst thing? You are Machmir. What, what sort of kilku, what sort of bad thing came out of the Chumra? Says the Gemara. All right, correct. We're going to have to re-explain. All right, we're going to have to re-explain. Because, again, being machmir ain't the worst thing. Says the Gemara, Kivan de Mekalkli Barabim. Since the Rabim can end up doing Averis by um, carrying in their Eruve, uh, by carrying in their Chatseris, even though no Eruv had been made, Hainu Kilkula, that is the kilkul. Okay? Now, what's the kilkul? Again, the kilkul is that if you would have had a, ka- a-, a kosher eruv chatzerais, so then in the chatzerais, in the courtyards, it's permitted to carry. But if you're going to be machmir and say you're not allowed to make an eruv, what's going to happen is people may end up carrying without an eruv. So there's a very, is a fascinating idea. We're going to hold it here for tonight. But it's a fascinating idea. And that is like this. You always need to balance out the outcome. You can say, listen, let's be machmir and not allow an Eruv. So now, okay, so you can be machmir. We don't know whether the Eruv would be kosher or not. No Eruv. Okay. Well, guess what? If there's no Eruv, you know how many people may end up carrying on Shabbos? Could be even one person is going to be a problem. That's the kilkul. You have to balance out. You have to think about. Even sometimes when you want to be machmir on something, if it could come out causing averis, that's still a kilkul. So everything needs proper shikul. It needs. You have to be. It needs intuition. You have to understand that everything is a trade-off. Everything. Everything is a trade-off. And therefore, whether we're saying it lechumra or lechumra uh, or lekula. There's still a kilkul. It could still come out something harmful, something bad, in that uh, a person may come to carry without an air. And we'll hold it. Uh, uh, let's read one more line. Allah is like Rebbe. And it is usher to make an Eruv Chatzei rice on Yom Tif, period. Okay, Rabbi Rabbanon. And Be'ezaz Hashem, we will pick up from here tomorrow on Erev Shabbos at 12.15 p.m. Guten Kvittel. Have a, a wonderful, wonderful Arab Shabbos. And we'll see everybody tomorrow. Be'ezras Hashem.